Next Chapter Podcast. Welcome to Thick Skin with Jock and Hawk. I'm Jock Jones. And I'm Latroy Hawkins. This show is called Thick Skin because you have to have thick skin to be in the spotlight. Whether you're a professional athlete like me and Hawk who played in the bigs or you're an entertainer, the media will come after you. So you better be ready. We're here to tell it like it is, correcting the media when they get it wrong and dive deep into the world of sports, all sports and entertainment from an athlete's perspective. We got a great show ahead for you today. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's get started. We have a very special guest today on the Thick and Skin, Thick Skin Podcast. <laughs> we have the legendary Eddie, Everyday Eddie. Everyday Eddie. Gordado. Woohoo! Thanks for being here, Eddie G. And as you all know, or you don't know, like Eddie's one of the hyenas, one of the original thick-skinned guys mm-hmm. from our Minnesota twin days. Uh, we're all very good friends, our families, our kids, everybody's connected as one. And just want to thank Eddie for coming on the show. Appreciate you, Eddie, as always. I knew when we asked you, you were going to come because mm-hmm. you didn't have a choice, really. Right. You know, you got to pay your friendship dues <laughs> around here. Yeah, but, very uh, expensive, too. <laughs> welcome to the show. Great. Great to be here, man. Thanks for having me and always do anything for my family. You know that. So yeah. you guys are part of my family and hopefully we get this going. But like we said, just we started this podcast, yeah. you know, to to get it. To set the record straight, to get it, get it right. You know, when the media gets it wrong and, you know, you played for what, six, five, six teams and you played for 15 plus years. And, you know, sometimes when, you know, the media got it wrong and yeah. we never pretty much had a voice to be able to, you know, let them know you got it wrong and this is the way you're going to get it right. This right. is, this is the real truth. And you're always a stand up guy. You know, I learned a lot. Our last show, Eddie Jock talked about how he looked up to me and you. And, you know, a week later, you know, I can honestly say that, you know, coming through the system, it was always Eddie Guadalto, Eddie Guadalto. And when I had a chance to play with you, I understood why, why all the fuss, what the fuss was about Eddie. Mm-hmm. You know, unbelievable human being, you know, family first. You love your teammates, natural born leader. And, you know, when you're in the minor leagues, you try to surround yourself with people with like, like, you know, mind right. and goals. And I think we did a good job, you know, with our crew of connecting with each other and pushing each other to be the best at our position. You and I were pitchers. We're the only pitchers in our, in our little group. Yeah. The rest of the guys are, you know, outfielders, hitters and stuff. So, um, you know, just, I thank you to start off because you showed me how to do it. You showed me how to be a professional, man. Like, wow. how to be consistent, how to be, how to have a routine and stick through it, stick to it. No matter what you're going through, you always fall back to your routine and your foundation. But we're going to dive right on in and, <clears throat> you know, just talk about, you know, what was probably the highlight of your career? I mean, you had a, you did a lot. We started, you did some middle relief, you mm-hmm. closed, you did it all. What was the highlight of your career? Well, obviously, you know, playing 17 years that you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, all those years, you never think you're going to play 17 years, but I think there's a lot of highlights. You can't just pick one out, right? Uh, playing that long, you got to have a few. And, uh, 
but I was with you guys for what, 12 years, more 12 years plus. Uh, then you had Jock come along towards the end there. And I think the highlight, if we're going to talk about family and friends, is I couldn't pick a better, we couldn't pick a better group that what we have is yourself, Jock, Tori, Dave Ortiz, uh, Corey Kosky, Doug McKay. We'll go down the line. Law Dog. Law Dog. I mean, we could go down the line. And you're not only talking about players, but the highlight for me was about people and relationships. Uh, relationships. Uh, and I always, I, I always say this all the time. <clears throat> it's not about what you do. It's who you are, you know? And, uh, I think all our group there, we, we come from the similar, similar background, you know, we didn't grow up with the money in our pockets. We didn't grow up with the, uh, brand new cars. We didn't grow up with new clothes on our backs, you know, and all of us have that in common. So that is special. That is very special. That's the highlight for me. Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to remember what, what the blown save you got or the home run you gave up? I, I don't remember those things. No. I remember you guys, and that's special. And we don't ever talk about that stuff. That's no. the funny part. We never talk about <laughs> Well, every time we what come, we what do we do? This is like we left off as we, did, we, you know, we saw each other yesterday. And speaking of special, Eddie, mm-hmm. on our show, uh, you know, we, we put our heads together and, and wanted this show, uh, and, and it came to fruition. Um, but we'd like to talk about what guys like to do off the field. We... People concentrated on you being everyday Eddie, posting up every day to play, competitor, all the things that Hawk said, and, and, and he's spot on. But we, we wanted, uh, people to come on our show, like Hawk said, and have a voice and talk about things that they enjoy and things that are near and dear to Mm -hmm. their heart. You Mm -hmm. gotta expound on things that make you happy, things that make you smile. And I know we talk about family Mm -hmm. and you got somebody very special. Um, to you in your family. And you, you want to talk about some things mm-hmm. that you enjoy doing with them? Ah, oh, <clears throat> you're going to make me cry. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to hold back here, but. All right. <clears throat> well, obviously, you guys know me very well. And you know my boys, you know my daughter, my wife, my family. You guys know, we all Pops. know each other's family, right? Pops. Pops, everybody. Uh, <clears throat> but when it comes to your kids, it's something different. Especially when it comes to your kids with uh, special needs. You know, we got special needs. Ava, <laughs> we, we have special needs. Ava don't have special needs. Yeah. We have right. special needs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for our listeners, Ava, our niece, is yeah. artistic. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, she's verbal. And what was this? What Thanksgiving were you guys at our at my house for Thanksgiving? And Lisa and mm-hmm. Ava went to Atlanta. They went to Georgia. Yeah. And they was doing this, went to see this therapist lady. Yeah. And and Ava, nonverbal, but it's she she yeah. everything that's going on. Yeah. She remember every conversation. She meant she remember all our vacations all around the world. Yeah. And that lady helped yeah. give Ava, a voice oh, with yeah. the spell board. With the, what do they call it? The, RPM. The RPM. Yeah. RPM board. And I was at Eddie, Nico, and Jake was at my house in Texas when they found out. And I'll never forget that, man. Yeah. It was it, like. That was, that was hot. That was probably about eight years ago. 
maybe a, 16 or 15 something like that um yeah. you know it's funny uh when when she went you know i stayed home because uh, the boys were a little smaller take them to school and stuff like that lisa took ava and uh i got to give credit to my wife she was on that computer three o'clock in the morning i get up and go you know you go to the bathroom you get out i go where's, where's lisa i go downstairs and there she is on the computer doing her homework on uh autism you know mm-hmm. trying to find stuff you know re- just reading up about it and she she found this lady and i remember um uh when she did she goes i'm gonna go to virginia that's where it was and uh i said okay We'll see how it works because we tried every. You try everything in the world that didn't hurt your child, you right? Know? No, no medications. We don't do that. We tried everything natural. We tried everything that wouldn't hurt her. Kangen uh, water. That, I remember uh, that. I, I mean, remember no. We, we gluten free. Gluten free. We went no from, microwave. Hawk. We went from. Uh, uh, we had our own sets of pots where I cooked the boys' food, and I had Ava's pots, you know, where I cooked food, you know. Uh, things like that and, you know, to extreme. I mean, we're ordering rabbit, ostrich, all this stuff we got, or Lisa found this company that ordered food, cookies that they were beet cookies, stuff. I, I right. tried all this stuff because I just wanted to try it just to say, you know, Ava, Ava loved it. I'm like, God, man, she's eating that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but. So you go to extremes for your kids, right? And, it's, and so anyway, we found out. Uh, so Ava went, and then when Lisa was there, she showed me a video. And when she was doing the letter boards, she was speaking. Dude, talk about ball. Talk about cry. I remember. And again, let the audience know what the letter board actually is. So... Lisa probably can explain better than I can. Of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> but it's just, uh, I wish I had one with me. It, it, it's just a board. It's about as big as your computer top here. And it has the alphabets on there. And on the back of it has the numbers. And uh, and that's how she communicates. She spells and she, she prints. And maybe, and I hope, if you guys allow this, we can have her on there and you can see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it will blow your mind. No. And, and you've seen it already. She, oh, oh, I remember very, yeah, like it was yesterday, the first time Ava spoke to me. Yeah. And she was very excited that day. And she was grabbing on Lisa. Yeah. It was like, Mom, well, I want to go. Remember, Hawks, you were in the living room. I know. Remember, I sat on the floor. And we and went to London. Like, she was like, hey, I want she, Lisa, like Latroy. She was like, Ava want to talk to Uncle Hawk. So we sat in the living room. I sat on the floor. And... Ava just takes off. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And she was saying, like, Uncle Hawk, I remember we were in London and you wanted to go to the soccer match and my yeah. dad didn't want me to go because he said it was going to be too much for me. He always does me like that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm talking She's to her, right, asking her questions. Yeah, I'm asking her questions like, well, Ava, how do me and your dad know Uncle Hawk? Come on, that's too easy. Y'all play baseball together. I'm like, you know, you got black cars like my brother. My my dad got black. She just kept going on and on. She had been listening to our conversations for years. her entire life. Jock. For years. I'm on the floor. He, I'm he, sitting, he teared up. I'm crying. Yeah. And Eddie was like, I'll never be came and tapped me on the shoulder. It's okay, Hawk. We've been crying for a month. I'll never forget that. Yeah. We've been crying for a month. But 
though, though, you know, those are the things I do. You know, obviously with Ava, we do a lot for her, and uh, right. you know, those are the things I do besides baseball. You know, uh, yeah. Obviously, watch. I got Jacob is at University of Pacific in Stockton, California. He's playing yeah. Division One ball. Yeah. I go watch him. You know, when he comes back home, well, he'll be coming back next week. Guess what? Guess what? I'll be in the cage on BP. That's right. My heart's about to fall off. Well, I was going to fall right. off when you were you pitching. Don't need it you blow, right? <laughs> you don't need it anymore. Throw it to your blow. <laughs> it was falling off during the big league. But you, kept, <laughs> but you kept going. And then, you know, I got Nico. He's doing the acting. So I, I'm involved. You know, I'm involved with my kids. I'm involved with what we do. And a lot of times, you know, uh, what we do, I do most too. I sit down and smoke cigars. That's my time, you know. And, uh, and you know, just talking to you guys over the phone, you know. I reach out to you guys, and that's what I do, man. I, I'm simple. I'm yeah. as simple as it gets. Yeah. We know you're simple. That's <laughs> yeah. But, you know, can you talk about your, you know, your upbringing in Stockton, California? You know, you hear a lot about Stockton. Stockton, similar to Gary, Indiana, yeah. similar to Southwest San Diego. South, Southeast San Southeast, Diego. Southeast, Southeast, Southeast. Excuse me, I stand corrected. Yeah. Yeah. Southeast San Diego. So we all had kind of the same, grew up in the same neighborhood with similar um Backgrounds. Um, background yep. and the way we were we were brought up. And can you also talk about, we always talked about you being Hispanic yeah, and being on a baseball team mm -hmm. and a lot of your friends were black mm -hmm. and the Hispanics and the blacks were always at it in Stockton mm -hmm. and how you were able to navigate that as a as a teenager. It was actually, Hawk, to be honest, it was more the blacks and Mexican were together and it was more with the whites. Oh, wow. We, you know, and we had, we, in my high school, we had a lot of Mexican guys on our team, mm -hmm. a couple white guys. Uh, we had a couple black guys. Uh, but if you want to, when we had riots, it was Mexican blacks against the whites. The minorities linking up. That was it. And for what? I have no idea. <laughs> Forty years later, you still but, don't know like, right? why we were why but, we were right. Um, growing up, the way I grew up, I had actually nine brothers and sisters. I, my dad remarried with Karen. She's my stepmom. He was remarried to her for thirty four years before mm -hmm. he passed, and uh, I, so she had four daughters. Great. But they were they were kids. They were babies. Oh, much younger than yeah. you and your brothers. Yeah, they were babies. Yeah. So we were our sisters. So ever since then, they lived with us. We've been with. So they're my sisters, mm -hmm. right? And then my dad had five of us. Uh, he had my brother Victor that's passed, my brother Danny that you know, mm -hmm. my brother Gino that just passed, and my two twin sisters Michelle and Monica. So those are the Gordados, right? And uh, Growing up in a family with nine, but my dad worked in the fields. You know, he did fields. He did bartending. He, I mean, you name it. He, I said, Paul, what are you doing today? <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> but he did whatever he had to do. I could see your dad when he asked, what are you doing? He's looking at you. Yeah. You're stupid. You're no yeah. son of mine. What's wrong with you, mijo? Come on, mijo. Yeah. Latroy, this guy, he's yeah. no son of mine. <laughs> I can hear him saying That's Pops. That is dad, man. But uh, growing up like that, you know, doing that and not having much, which hot. And you guys know this. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't have much. Did not know it. I was fine with what I had. But 
when you start playing high school baseball and you start going over to the rich side of the, the city. Other side of the tracks. The other side of the tracks, and you're like, hmm, that's a nice feel. <laughs> <laughs> They got good cliques. <laughs> nice nice uniforms. You get kind of jealous. And I'm sure you guys have been there. Of course. Of yeah. course. You know what I did like a dum-dum? Because I was a punk. Hit the first guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you hit the first guy. You saw him. On the mound. On the mound. You saw him in the, in the box. You hit him because, because they had nice. Because they, they had, had nice everything stuff. better than yeah. you. Than- Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. All their material was, things were better stupid. than yours. It was stupid. It was stupid. That was intimidation. That's what yeah. you're trying to intimidate Unbelievable. them. Unbelievable. Let them know they shouldn't be on the same field with you. Damn right. <laughs> I said, you don't belong in this field. And then when I hit them, I go, I walk right to the play and be like, last time you didn't see that bag. <laughs> strike out 15. <laughs> said he ain't Kingsay? <laughs> I mean, we don't but, condone, bu- condone bullying on this show. <laughs> Maybe intimidation, but not bully. <laughs> but, you know, and also, uh, you know, uh, growing up and I played football. So nobody, nobody, a lot of people don't know that. That was, I love football. And I was pretty good. Fullback, linebacker. I never left the field. I kicked, I punted. I did it all. Oh, wow. I did it all. So go ahead. If you guys are thinking, yeah, right. Go ask anybody over there. They'll tell you. It's one thing I knew about Eddie Gordano. Eddie Adrian. Gordano, <laughs> you don't lie. He's nah. going to tell you the truth. Even nah. if you don't want to hear it, he's going to tell you the I truth. I know you don't lie. Even though I don't want to say it sometimes. <laughs> Eddie, I, I know I know. we're talking about your upbringing and where you came from and how you got you know, right. to where you're in. But, but speak to the people about the things that you did to help you get to where you ended up, which was a 15, 16-year uh, major league career. 17. Okay, don't 17. <laughs> I usually cut set when I talk about guys' service time. I say it. I, guess I say I less. Fifteen plus. I, I, I say less because I want you to come and correct me. I like yeah, that. Because when you. I was like, Latroy was in the big league twenty years. No, it's twenty one. <laughs> I like that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Let's get it right. <laughs> I got you. Because everybody laughs when you, when you correct them. Right. Yeah. And that's how you correct them. Right? Seventy. But uh, getting to where I got seventeen years in the big leagues, right? Ooh. Journey, right? We've all been there. But I have to say, my brother Danny, he's my second oldest brother, okay. really looked at, after me when I was a kid. Because Danny was in all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was a pretty good athlete. And he, you know, it's something that he's not ashamed to say, you know. He, he did some stuff that he's not supposed to. We've all been there. All our yep. family. Sure. Yep, right? sure. of course. Of course. But uh, he's doing great now. Um, but he always, you know, I remember clearly seven years old, eight years old, walking to the store. And uh, we're, it's called Danny's Market over there on the east side of Stockton. And a uh, bunch of gang members on the corner there. And they were saying, hey, Danny, come here, you know, come here. Danny's like, no, I got to take my brother's store. And, I, you know, as a kid, because you looked up to your brother, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't say nothing. I'm just like, hey, you can go over there, Danny. I go to the store. He goes, no, I got you. He goes, that's where you don't want to be, Eddie. They're, they're, they're my friends. They're good guys. But that's not where you want to be. Because I'm, I'm going to take care of you. And I'll never forget it. And to that day, when I started playing Little League, mm-hmm. 
I don't know if he, I, I don't know if he stole it or he bought it. My first glove. <laughs> he made sure you had it. Yep. My my spikes. Mm-hmm. And I, when he got me my spikes, I thought, man, I was a complete player, bro. I mean, these spikes. Remember, I think they were like Pumas back in the day, old school, man. You know, uh, but he took care of me, man. And and you know, tell me, you know, stay away from that. Let's do this, right? That kind of stuff. So he helped me along my journey and helped me a lot. So, but getting there, man. I'd be honest with you. Junior year of high school, I was good. I was an athlete, played good. I was the number one athlete in my school, like we all are right here sitting here. And I did not know there was a draft. I just like playing baseball. I just like being outside. I just like putting the helmet on. You know, I just like going to practice. I like hanging out with my friends. You wanted to compete. That was the outlet for me. I didn't want to leave practice because it was fun, you know. And you're right, competing. Bottom line, I want to see people suffer when I hit them. That's why people play football. Right? Yeah. High school. When I got on the mound, you get a hit off me, guess what? The next guy's getting hit. I mean, I was I was, I was a young punk, mm-hmm. but I was a competitor. And I never lost that competitiveness. Never. So the journey took me, you know. Went to Delta. My grades weren't very good in high school. Understood. Right? So I went to San Joaquin Junior College. I played there. And you're going to love this story. My junior college coach, actually, I just got through talking to him on the way here. I met him, right? Pat Doyle. Yeah. You know Pat. I was young, cocky. Who who wasn't young and cocky, guys? We all were. We all were, right? We all were. Um, I bit, pitching against Chabot. I was a starting uh, freshman, starting uh, our number one game against Chabot. Up in the Bay Area, um, they're a powerhouse. All their infield that year got drafted. I lasted an inning and two thirds. Been there. I gave up four bombs, <laughs> and they're still going. So, right? So I'm like pissed. The, the more I pissed I got, the harder I tried to throw, and the harder I tried to throw, the farther it went. Right, so finally he comes out. Uh-huh. In high school, I was doing seven innings. Coach never went out there. First time a coach came out there. The only time my coach in high school went out there is to calm me down and go, "Hey, relax. Everything's gonna be okay." <laughs> right? Yep. It was not because they're hitting me. It's probably because I was walking guys. Right. So he comes out there, grabs the ball, and I give him the ball and I walk off and I'm sitting in the corner and I didn't want to come out first he goes give me the ball I look at him like you ain't taking this ball from me but it, obviously respect right Right. I kind of disrespected him on the mountain a little bit if you want to say I did not know it because I was heated Right. I go sit down right and I'm sitting down man and I'm Furious, right? And he comes up to me, and there's a little, little whisper in my ear. Are you ready to learn how to fucking pitch yet? And at that time, I looked at him, and he just walked away, and it was my coach, Pat Doyle. Right then and there, I wanted, I wanted to choke him. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his story. Right? 
So the next day, I come to practice. I go to Coach Doyle. I go, I'm ready to pitch. I want to be a complete pitcher. He goes, get your running shoes. So I get my running shoes. He goes, because right by our, right by our baseball field mm-hmm. was a track. Mm-hmm. He goes, put on your shoes. Go run until I come and get you. And Bro. Sound, <laughs> sound like you said run until I get tired. <laughs> Bro. Hawk, Jock, I can run. Hawk, You're not you, fast. No. But you can long, run distance. Okay. Long. I'll give you that. You said it like yeah, you was uh, fast. Uh, uh, that body was beef for, com- well, for I, comfort, uh, not speed. Yeah. <laughs> easy, easy, easy. <laughs> and you're thinking the same thing too, Jack. Anyway, um, I did, what, four or five miles nonstop, and then I had to stop. Mm-hmm. It's getting dark. I'm like, damn, this dude forgot Coach. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm pissed. So as I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk off the track and go to the baseball field. As I'm going, he's coming. He ain't forgot. Right? So he sits me down. He goes, you learned your lesson yet? I go, God damn, what lesson? Run five miles nonstop? <laughs> what lesson? How to get tired? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, hey, you got something, Eddie, but you gotta find it. You gotta find it. Yeah. I wanna help you. I want to help you, be, you know, find that because you got something that the other guys don't have. Don't have. Yeah. You're competitive. We got to control that. You got the attitude. You, you got, got the heart. That. Now we got to put all that together and put you a routine down. And you not might not like it because you never done it. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be part of it. And I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn how to be a pitcher, complete pitcher. So you're ready for the challenge. I'm always ready, ready for the for challenge. challenge. Oh, yeah. We all are, right? So so that that got me going. That got me to where, shit, I, I was Juco Pitcher of the Year two times. You know, even at that one start, I found it. Right. So with your minor league career, I'm playing 17 years in the big leagues. You're just doing some research. I know a lot, but you know, it was cool to go on the internet and, and find out some other stuff. But how important was it for you to stay connected to your roots? Stay connected oh. to, you know, Stockton in itself. You don't live there anymore. No. But you're back there all the time. Yeah. And I found a quote from Chachi. Joe Lai is one of your yeah. best friends. That yeah. Our whole crew know we've all hung out with, right. with Chachi and right. some of the other buddies. He's one of your best friends. It says, the good thing about Eddie is he got friends in high places and he got friends in low places to this day. Eddie can come here and walk through the streets. And everybody knows him. Yeah. That's special or what? That is special. Yeah. Very special. Yeah. Well, but that says a lot about, about you. you. Well, that's another story. Tell it. You know Pops. Pops, Pops a hardworking man. Pops liked his cerveza. Cervezas. And when I first got drafted, 1991, I signed with the Twins. We go to Sacramento Airport. I'm going to our mini camp, 10-day mini camp in June. Remember that camp? Yep. My dad don't know much about sports. All he was is a hardworking guy, right? So before we get on the plane, I said, okay, Pa, I'll see you. My dad was never a hugger. Mm-hmm. I shook my hand, looking at the eye. Right. He goes, one thing, Mijo, never forget. Never forget this. He goes, I hope you go and play 
in the major league someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, but always remember this. Never forget where you come from. Because if you do, all that work you do means nothing. nothing. Right. Man. Right. And I have that tattoo, Mark. You can't see it because it's deep in there. And I'll never forget, and I have that to this day. And that's where I teach my kids. My kids have good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, I, I I take my kids to Stockton. Why? Yeah, I'm born and raised, but I want to show them what it's like. And where you come from? Where you come from? It's not all this fancy cakes we eat. Right. Big house and you know my white boys. Fence. Yeah, they get it. Mm-hmm. So that's where I told my stay true to my pops and myself that I will never forget that. And that's that's how that's stuck. That's stuck. Stockton Strong. Yep. <clears throat> so, Eddie, um, some of the other things that I enjoy about being friends with you, being friends with LaTroy, being friends with mm-hmm. the other guys, Tori, you know, Maddie Law. Yeah. You know, I, I want to give Maddie Law some love because oh, he never yeah. gets any love, right? Mm-hmm. But you guys have your hands in a lot of different things. And, and again, our show is about you know, hey, yes, right. we know you're an athlete. We know you did good things, but some of the business ventures you're doing yeah. and, and outside of, of making sure Ava's taken care of and the family's right. taken care of. Could you, could you speak on some of those things that you're doing also, you oh, know, absolutely. outside of? Absolutely. Especially mention your foundation. Yes. That's what one thing I was mentioning yeah. first. It's not a business. It's just a foundation that you try to help others. And it's called the Eddie Gordado Foundation. Okay. And what we do is, uh, and you guys know this, you guys been in my bowling tournaments, yep. and the poker tournaments here in Vegas, and what a fun time, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But, uh, you know, when Ava was diagnosed at two, you know, a couple of years after that, you know, Lisa had come and said, you know, we should start something, you know, to help other families. Because everybody's trying to find a cure for autism. Right. It is what it is. And we're looking at the wrong rabbit hole, right? We're going up the wrong rabbit hole here. We need people now. We need people need people now to help them get an iPad for their kid. That's how Ava broke through. Right. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. iPads. Ava was just scrubbing her fingers, motor skills. I mean, that helped her tremendously. So that's what we started doing. So that foundation, what it does is help people. So that foundation helps people we never take a cent right we pay i actually pay out of my own pocket to the people that help ava i mean help lisa putting it all together right volunteers yeah we got volunteers Mm -hmm. but we have people that take care of the computer stuff and you know all the where the money is and all that administration Mm -hmm. yeah so uh so every cent goes to a family and and i i I gotta give you another story man Lisa's upstairs in her office, and, uh, you know, every quarter we had to give out money. And I come up, and I go up there, and I and I go, hey, what are you doing? She goes, her and her friend Amy were doing the calls, and you got a stack, bro, of grants. Man, you wish you could help everybody, man. We try. You try, right? And uh, uh, so she goes, you want to make this call? This lady, she has two autistic kids from Kenosha, Wisconsin. <laughs> we oh, played yeah. there. You played there. I oh, go, yeah. yeah. I go, I, I love Kenosha. So I go, we call her up. 
and she answers the phone. I I, I, I call her Mrs. Lopez. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hey, Mrs. I go, how you doing, Mr. Mrs. Lopez? This is Eddie Gordado from the Eddie Gordado Foundation. We're just we here. We have a grant here that you wish you had a, a security gate in your backyard so your kids could go play. Right. And she was like. She thought you were a yeah, telemarketer yeah, like, yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> and I'm trying to explain to her. And finally she goes, oh, my God, yeah. I go, well, we're going to wish you that grant. And she bawled, bro. And guess what I did? Bald. Like, bald with bald, it. Bald with it. That's why we do what we do. Exactly. Right? That's why we do this foundation. Not for the praise. No. Not because, oh, Eddie's got a foundation. No. We do it for... You guys know me. You, I'm the last guy that wants... Uh, attention. Uh, attention. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. We do it because we want to help people. And that's who we are. Yep. And we have so many people. And I remember that one year we did the iPads. Yes. You know how many iPads we gave out, guys? Uh, a a whole lot. lot. Yep. I bought 10 of those jokers. And it's about yep. helping people. So that's what we do. Yep. Yep. That's the foundation. Yep. And it's a beautiful thing. And it's the best thing I ever done. Yep. My other, my other company is, it's a, it's a studio company. Uh, that uh, again, Lisa started that one. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. So you see who the brains of the operation is. <laughs> there's, a, there's a running theme here. Lisa starts everything. <laughs> anyway, it's uh, we we uh, it's called Studio uh, Company Moves. It's out of uh, uh, Hollywood, and what we do that company does is uh, we rent it to Hollywood. Their studio trucks, their wardrobes, equipment trucks. They're making movies. They run trucks from us. And they call us, hey, you got this so-and-so truck? We put it on site, leave it alone for six months or three, and go pick it up and move it to another site, and it's always constantly going. And and it's obviously somebody you got to know in that business. Right. And it was right. Lisa's cousin. His name is Richard, and he, he runs it. And it's done good. I started with two trucks. Now I got... 48? Yep. And what type of trucks are they, Eddie? They're, uh, you buy, well, we buy the 18 foot shells, mm-hmm. like the big rigs, and we custom make them to, uh, wardrobes, equipment, generators, uh, mostly like wardrobes and, and, and um, uh, things like equipment. Right. Cause that's what, that's what's on demand. On demand. Yeah. yeah. So it, it worked out, man. And then uh, obviously Hollywood was on strike the last couple of months. It slowed down, but right. it's starting to pick up again. Right now, what are you doing now? What besides the you know with Eddie Gordado Foundation renting the trucks to Hollywood? Yeah. What else do you have going on? Special assistant Special to, to the assistant GM, to the GM of uh, Los Angeles Angels. Okay. Manassian. Uh, what does your job consist of with the Angels? Well, obviously. Uh, just I, I hit the major leagues all the way through the rookie ball, um, evaluate, see what I see, mm-hmm. uh, players, coaches, try to help them any way I can. Right. Uh, uh, not just the game itself. People again. Yeah. We go back to people. Yeah. Relationships. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and, and Perry, you know, asked me to come on, and Joey, the uh, director of minor leagues. Uh, Asked me to come on and, and I said, one thing I said, Hey, we're not going to be doing computers, right? Because I can't help you there. You guys know that, right? Yeah. But at least like you're, <laughs> what are you laughing for? You could always, you could always call Lisa. That hurts my feelings. 
But but we're honest. You're being honest. Like there's no there's no reason for you when they ask you something, you to say, Well, well, I think I can do that. Well, you know you don't no. want to do that. Right. You know you're still old school with this baseball thing. Yeah. You're going with your gut and what you see. That's right. So them hiring That's you, how I can help. Right. I can't right. help you with, with a computer. computer. Right. I cannot. Right. I'm a, that's what I told them. Right. So, you know, it, it, bottom line is people. We're going to deal with people. We're not dealing with computers. We're dealing with people. And right. then if you have to do your thing on your computer, hey, hey, whatever it is, you do what you got to do. So that's what I do. I, I go in there, go to spring training. I hit all the affiliates. Okay. I have fun. I laugh. You guys know me. Yep. You see me in the clubhouse. Yep. yep. I try to, you know, help young guys say, hey, you know, well, you know, the best feeling, they're not going to come right to you because of what you've done. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. They want to be build that relationship with you. So I'm not going to come in. This is what you need to do. No, I come in. Hey, what's up? Huck? How you doing, right. bro? You're like, building hey, a relationship first. That's it. Because that's it. When you're giving orders without relationship, that builds Done. rebellion. Oh, they'll cut you right off. I don't care who you are, yep. what you know. They'll cut you right yep. off. You know this. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, you're, yeah. You're done. Oh, so yeah. I go in like I go with you guys every day, like I've known them. Hey, what's up, boy? And then, you know, days go by, and the next thing you know, hey, Eddie, I got a question for you. Yep. And there you go. Yep. And that's how it works. It. But, uh, uh, John, is that hard? No. Whoa, no, whoa, 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 fellas. It is hard for certain people. For us, right. it comes natural. Right. You're right. right. You're for right. Some people, it's hard You're to build right. those type of relationships. Right. See, that's why I don't think that way, Hawks, sometimes, too. Right. Because who we are. Right. right. And you, but again, when we got into this, we became friends because we all were like minded, mm-hmm. had goals. We all wanted to make it to the big leagues. Right. We all wanted to make a lot of money to be able to take care of our families. We had all the same goals. Mm-hmm. We were lucky. People don't understand how lucky we were to find each other. Like, being, all us being in one place yeah. at the same time. And to this day, we're still like brothers. Hunter. Brothers. Yeah, brothers. like we're, we're tight. Family. I think I told Jock this the other day. When we go, like, to this next two days, we're going to see guys on other teams that we played against. And when the best feeling, I told Jock, I don't know if you remember this, is that, man, are you Twinkies still together? They That's were, right. That's what Kenny we was saying it this morning. And goes, I wish I had that. Yeah. Yep. It's beautiful. I, it's you special. remember me? We're talking all, about that? All the time. It's special. All the time. It's special. All the time. Here with, here with, uh, uh, working with the Angels, Perry Manassi goes, I love when you guys came in. Loved it. <laughs> he loved TK. Yeah. He loved you. He loved Jock. He loved everybody. You know why? Because we were good people, yep. not players. Of course, you're going to go do your job. Yeah. But he loved when he walked in because you guys had fun. You know, you laugh, you crack jokes with each other. You guys are in the yeah. training room, busting jokes with everybody. Right. Nobody took it personal. Yeah, we had that cohesiveness that a lot of teams. Yeah. Like we had some natural that other teams tried to create. Because we, so, how did we get there? Because we now we, we were lucky. We were lucky to have. All of us in one place. No, of course. That's that's like everywhere I went, Hawk. But yeah, but it was not the same. It wasn't the same. I think but I met some great people. Yeah, so it wasn't the same. So to get it now, Eddie, like everyone's, they're fixated on numbers. Yeah, they're fixated on data. Mm-hmm. Right. 
we were fixated on people getting to know each other and how we make each other, you know, what, what, how do we make Eddie tick? How do right. I make Latroy tick? How does Latroy make Jock tick? Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, my boy's not looking too good today. Let me go find out what's going 100%. on with my boy. Yeah. 100%. Right? Yeah. Everyone's fixated on, well, he's over 30 <laughs> or, or his, 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 uh, bat speed is down. Right. Like find out. What's going on in his life outside of what he's doing? Right. They don't do that enough. No. Right? It's just get the next next man up. I, I see that all the time. Next man up. Guy gets hurt, next man up. Guy struggles, next man up. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's happened it's happened the last what, eight years maybe? Right. We're getting guys to the big leagues faster than they should be. They're not ready. They're not ready. <laughs> the problem is too, great for the human being getting right. there, right? For sure. Mm-hmm. That's great. But then you, he doesn't do well. Guess what happens? He's gone next, next and he, he's forgotten. Next man up. But have you guys forgotten? I don't think neither of us was ready for the big leagues when we got there. Oh, I know I was. I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, I, I went from I double I A. Oh, wow. I went from double A, right? Yeah. <clears throat> a year and a half in the minors because I was doing well. Yeah. Guess who I get sent down? Pat Mahomes. Silky P. Yeah. He's, he was struggling. So I was in the right spot, right time, right. doing the right thing, right? Yeah. I get called up. Yeah, I'm ready. Guess who my first batter was? Ricky Henderson. Oakland, the team I watched all my Your as favorite a kid. team. Yes. Right? Yep. You think I was? I turn around, did my little sign I do, and I look in center field and I go, there's Kirby Puckett. I'm like, I'm here. I'm like, I'm here. <laughs> now, Batty, number 24, Ricky Henderson. Remember Bob Casey? Bob Casey. Right? That Roy Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I turn around. Guess who's stabbing his toes? You know, walking up to the plate, Ricky. And I go, "Holy, I'm here! I'm here!" It's go time, baby. It's go time. It's go time. Lasted four innings. Gave up oh. four uh, four runs. You went four innings your major league start? Yeah, I went an inning in two days. <laughs> <laughs> Gave up seven. <laughs> but. In saying that, we thought we were ready. Yeah. I wasn't close to being ready. But the difference between now and then, when we got, they go, they like who they saw. Yeah, I struggled. Cut different. Cut different. Yes. Cut different. Yes. We're just sending guys up to the big league because they throw 100 miles an hour. Right. And the cut's not there. No. That's true. That's where we're at. Now, we got some guys there. Well, and they're going to be okay, of course. But the most of the guys, he, he, how, do, how do you get? How do you send a guy from AAA or AA with the five ERA? I'm only talking pitching now. Josh. I get it. I get it. Same. Are you, or or you going to go hidden? I get it. You go hidden and go two thirty, two twenty, and he's got ten bombs, but he got bad speed, so it, Good it, luck. It, it may work in the big leagues. And, then, and let's go to score further. You, he gets called up, and he thinks he's a shit. Yep. Oh. There's nobody to police them. Yep. Us, I'm talking to two guys, my boys. Of course. When you got called up, you can't get policed. Of course. You definitely got policed. Bro. That's true. <laughs> Pedro, Pedro. Adam Julio. Johnson, Hawk, would you tell me one time oh. in spring out of Cal State Fullerton? Not talking about you, Adam Bat, but this is the reality. Yep. Hot huh, Eddie. You was coming in late. Field time is 9 o'clock. He's getting here at 8.30. I go, what? I said, okay, we'll fix that. 
Yeah. Here's the problem. You try to tell them nicely as a grown man, because they're grown men. Yep. Hey, bro, Adam, hey, man, you might. We're trying to win a championship here, man. You're going to be part of it someday. You know, at that 830 ain't going to cut it. This ain't college no more. Because remember, he came out for sure. Oh, yeah. I remember. He got $3 million. Yep, I remember. He walked in with a little swagger. Yep. I said, you know, Hawk knows that. So I came in the next day and said, okay. We talked to him. Hey, man, we can't do that. Tell nicely. What do you do next? I couldn't wait to get to. I was always there early anyway. He comes in at for sure. 8.30. Now I got to embarrass you. Yep. I don't want to do this. And Hawk, I don't know if you were right there. I think you were because it was mm-hmm. J.C. Romero mm-hmm. and all. We're all. I'm just coming in from running, stretching, 8.30. I said, hey, bro. He's sitting there putting, taking off his shoes, getting dressed. I said, I guess uh, we don't mean nothing to you, huh? And he's looking at me like I'm dumb. I gotta say, hey, bro, you come in at 8.30 again tomorrow. Come again. I hope you do. Because I'm going to send you home in a box to your mama. Guess what he did? He was at 7 o'clock. That's what we need. Now, we don't have that no more. I've been in a big league clubhouse. You guys Mm -hmm. have. We don't Mm -hmm. have that. Mm Mm-hmm. Does it have to come to blows? No. 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 But sometimes it does. And we're not afraid to do it. Right? So the next day, he comes in, boom, boom. And guess what I do? Come here, bro. Take him again. Why do I have to do that? Where's Adam Johnson? He's probably had never had anybody to hold him accountable. 100%. He's always been on his program. He was a 100%. stud. He, he was, was a stud. stud. And when you're on your own program... You're always the man where you're at. But he didn't understand that crossing over from amateur to pro. Yes. You got pros, pros now. You got guys been there for a while. Yeah, of course. And if you're coming in and thinking you're going to be, you're going to run the show or tell us how to, what no. you're going to do and what you're not going to do. I always had a problem with that, just like you. We always had a problem with it. But we didn't have many guys like that because guys kind of watched how we did it. Yeah. And they just got in, you know, they started to do what we did because they figured, you know what? They're doing it the right way. They've been here now five, six, seven, eight, nine, of ten years. Of course. But there's always some guys that you gotta give a little nudge. Just gotta give them a little nudge in the right direction. Sometimes you gotta like they start 100%. going left, you gotta you gotta throw a barrier and keep them on the road. But some guys, you know, they just never they've never had to be had to be held accountable for yeah. being a team player. Yeah. Being a team player. Yeah. And we were always team players. We did everything as That's a team. That's how we were raised. Yep. We handle our own issues. I remember when I, our boy AJ Przinsky called uh, Johan Santana. Um, he called him a, um, a P-U-S-S-Y yeah. on the mound because Santana went in and walked a couple guys. And yeah. we didn't pitch that day. It was getaway day. We come in the locker room and Santana comes over to us and he's huffing and puffing. Remember, he was mad. And Santana speaks pretty good English. Yeah. Santana's like, Latroy, Eddie, I'm going to fucking kill AJ. <laughs> I'm like, I looked at him and he was serious. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We like, calm yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. What happened? And then he told us, and I'm like, no, AJ, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, we'll talk to him. We're like, you just calm down, you yeah. We will take we you. We right. got it. We got it. We got it. And AJ, when we get on the plane, I need yeah. to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another incident yeah. too that you're going to remember too. That I, uh, about three weeks ago, I talked to Bobby Kilty. Yes. 
remember. Remember he got hit? And we didn't that. hit nobody. Yeah. And he had a chance to take a guy out at second base. Yep. And he yeah, he did, right? Yep. He did. We were in the CeCe showers. hit him. Yep. CeCe got hit two him. swinging dicks getting after him. Yep. Yeah. In the showers. Yep. And I walk in. He's pissed because we didn't hit nobody. And you go, yeah. why don't you charge the mound? Yeah, yep. I, I remember Why that. Why don't you charge? It's our fucking job to hit somebody. How can we charge? You had your chance. I remember sure that. Have your we have your back. I remember that. Yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah. We don't see that. There are a no. lot of guys on the team that I'm standing up for, but I always loved AJ because yeah. AJ got hit more than anybody. <laughs> yep. And when and AJ he, he did not change. <laughs> Do you want Did me to get change. him? AJ was like, no, I'm good. I'm going yeah. to first base. Did Don't not change. hit me in my head. AJ was like, I'm good. I'm, you sure, AJ? He's like, no, I'm good. We oh, never he- had to retaliate for AJ because he was like, I'm getting on first base. They in trouble, not me. Right. I'm like, I right. love that. Right. You remember when we, we got into it with some team and TK was like, the pitchers don't have to hit anybody. If they hit you, you go get them. You won't be out there yeah, by yourself. Right. Remember Goosey? Goosey, two days later, we're in Toronto. <laughs> fastball in, Goosey, take off hey. on the mound. Christian Goosey throwing his helmet. Who was in the pile? TK. TK yeah. was in the pile. Oh, he yeah. told him, you go out there. You don't be out there by yourself oh, alone. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. But we was like, Goosey. I was like, Rumi, they have to hit you. <laughs> you can't throw it close to you. They got to hit you. He just he went. Off. He took off. And nobody's going to catch him because he, no, no, he, yeah, he was fast. He was fast. So, he was fast. But... Go back to that, right? Having that, that beautiful thing. Now, I've been through these affiliates. Yeah. Great guys. Don't get me wrong. These are good guys want to learn. They want to get to the big leagues just like we did. Yep. Some are not cut for the, you know, like have that cut. There's something missing. Something missing. There's something missing. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of these guys. And, you know, when you're talking, because Joey and Perry asked me to talk to these young guys, and I go talk to them. Spring training, I talk. And, and, and when I'm talking and after, I'm like, do they get it? Do they get where I'm coming from? I think, I think the ones Does that make that sense? You, yeah, yeah. But I think the ones that you, you actually make and have, make an attempt to have a relationship with. Yeah. Those are the ones that get it. You're right. There you go. Because right. if you don't, you if go. you don't go in and get to know the guys, you're just another it, one of those guys. And you're just they're, talking. They're just, they just talk to them every day. You're yeah. just talking. And they yeah. turn but when you, you have a relationship with them, they're tuned in. Yeah. You got a relationship yeah. with you. They're going to go Google you and say, well, damn, yeah. Eddie been in this. Sh- yeah. He been in there. Yeah. He did it for 17 years. I think you're right. And that, yeah. that's, the, that's the biggest thing, man, is like when you tell somebody <clears throat> something, first of all, they want to know who you are. Then they want to know what you did. And everyone's got a cell phone in there, even in the clubhouse, <laughs> right? Everybody's got a cell phone, yeah. right? They go right to the cell phone and they see what you did and where you been, yeah. Right. And if you aren't who you say you are and where you been, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to talk to you, man. You know what I do? Well, <laughs> you know, and I do it as jokes because I, I now become a relationship with these guys, right? So when I go hit affiliates, you know, they're pretty, I don't know if they're happy to see me or not, but I'm happy to be yeah, there. For sure. And, right? and we talk and we have fun. <clears throat> now I can see the, the respect factor coming in. Yes. Right? Because, like you're saying. Yes. The trust and all yes. that. And we, you know, me, I joke around with the best. And they say something, you know, crazy. I'm like, hey, how do you ever do do this or whatever it might be? Right. Like, Go look it up. <laughs> and I just walk away. Check my resume. <laughs> Check my resume. They go, really? And they're like, yeah. I go, Check my what resume. I got for you. But, but Check that, my resume. But that's the thing, Eddie, is, is you built a relationship yeah. with these guys enough. Keep I've going. gotten to know these guys, right? They're not just a number. No. They're a person. Oh, right? 100%. And so somebody cares about them. Yeah. And they understand and recognize that somebody cares about them. Mm-hmm. 
So you're going to get the best representation of who that person is because oh. somebody cares. But you're, you guys are right, right? When you hold that relationship, right? Yep. Having a conversation like you're talking to the group. The ones that get it are the ones that are going to ask the questions. Of course. Bottom line. You know, just getting back into the game after being gone for a while, you know, what a difference, right? Not just the game, but but the people. Baseball is going to be. It's to me, it's the same. We're just, we're just dealing with more more numbers and more computers, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, more paperwork, I guess. Right. Uh, but the players itself, there are some good dudes, man. Yeah. They have similar stories like we do. And if we never get a chance to open up to them or just talk about numbers and that back again with people, right. we'll never know, man. Right. You know, so I think, and I'm not saying this to be conceited or what we did. No, you're not conceited. That's no. <laughs> but baseball needs more guys like us. And they're starving for it. And then they don't even know it. Right. Because we can help so many people, not in baseball itself, but in life. <clears throat> Just talking to them. And, and, and whoever knows, you might trigger something. <clears throat> and that guy's career just goes off. Right. Yeah. That's what we need. We're that missing is. that. We are missing it desperately. Yeah. Because every day you go in the field right now, it's, it's a meeting. You talk about numbers. I'm like, <laughs> I'm lost. But um, that's that's what baseball is missing. I be, I truly believe that. And and again, there's other people think other things, and that's fine. That's fine. Everybody has their own opinion. But if we don't have people communicate, guys that been there, done it, and and, and grind it through their journey like we did, good luck. It's funny you talk about going to the minor leagues and talking to some guys, and you never know it might spark some in them. I always think about Tyler Wells, yeah. pitcher, starter for the Baltimore Orioles. He was in our organization. Uh, the Orioles ended up rule five in him, and he started the last two years. His career just took off. And I had him, you know, I'd go visit our minor league fillers. He was in Cedar Rapids at the time, and I saw him pitch one night. He's six foot eight, seven, six, eight. Big old boy. I'm looking at him after the game. I'm like, come here, Tyler. I said, son, you got a future in this game. Let's not let your body be the reason why you don't reach your full potential. Mm. Do me a favor. This offseason, go home, change your diet, get in the gym, and come back looking like a different person. Mm. And he did that. He did that. Now, whenever Mm. you want to interview him, you always talk about the conversation he and I had and Mm -hmm. how I keep in touch. And I was like, Tyler, you having success, you don't have to bring up my name every time. You don't have to do that. He's like, Yes, I did. <clears throat> I'm like, why? He said, because that conversation we had changed my life. Yeah. I said, all I saw was a six eight fat boy. It goes, <laughs> back, it goes back to what you said yeah. me earlier. Yep. You don't know. You know? never know. And he said, change it's who life. you are. Yeah. It's how you're like, cut. Like we all are sitting here, the guys we hang out with, we don't look for pats on the back. That's the last thing you want. What we do. This is what we do. This is what we do. Hey, appreciate that, man. Yep. And that's it. Yep. I got a picture. I got a text the other day, yesterday, from Tyler Duffy, mm. Ryan Presley, Tyler Rogers. Taylor Rogers. Taylor Rogers. Mm-hmm. Taylor. And they're at the football game. They text me, what are you doing? <laughs> right? So we go back and forth. I don't text, but I was texting. And 
I told Nico, look at, look, you know, I showed him a picture. And he goes, oh, that's cool, Dad. I go, this is, no, this is, I told my wife too, this is why you, this is why you know what you did and you impact somebody's lives. Yeah. They were young. Remember, you guys know, mm-hmm. they were young. I had them. I was in the bullpen with them. Yep. We talked. We had fun. Talked about what we talk about now. It was not just baseball. When they struggled a little bit, because they all did struggle. Of course. Oh, we talked sure about did. life. Boom, boom. And I know it, it feels good. Right. And, and I'll leave it at that, right? I don't need no pad or nothing. We, that's not who we mm-hmm. are. But it, when they do it, because you know you, you met, they mean something to you. Oh, it makes you feel good. Right. When, that's all. That's all. Remember. That's it. So you talk about that, the, the three years you were the bullpen coach of Minnesota? Was it yeah, three? Four years. Four years yeah. bullpen coach for Minnesota. And Taylor Rogers, mm-hmm. Tyler Duffy, mm-hmm. and Ryan Pressler in the bullpen. We're going to finish after this. But you have to tell the story about when they got your keys from your house. Oh, they took your house keys. Oh. They went to your house. Eddie's, Eddie, mm. he's, he's afraid of clowns. Mm. And they set his... Not just regular clowns. <laughs> The scary clowns. The scary. You're afraid of clowns. <laughs> so I'm going to stop. You tell the story because there's video, so yeah. you better tell it right. Well, if I can get that clip, you guys got to play it. Because <laughs> <All right. clears throat> I, there's a I, – Ryan Presley has I know he did. Well, anyway, <laughs> you know, I, obviously you guys know we, we did a lot of pranks. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one thing, too, right. we did, right? right? I never really got pranked. I guess they were scared to prank me because I'd come back, right? right? Whatever. That's right. Well. I got you. They got me. Oh, yeah. He got me, too. (laughs) So let's go with the clown one first. (laughs) And so anyway, real quick, the bullpen, uh, the guys you mentioned, and uh, Hot Rod, Mm -hmm. our equipment manager, was in on it, too. Rodney McCormick. Yep. He... uh, Said, hey, you want a barbecue? It was on a Sunday day game. I said, absolutely. The kids weren't there, you know. And I go barbecue at his house. And I, you know, it's funny. We're done eating and everything, and I'm kicking back having a cigar. And he's across from me, and he's on his phone. I go, hey, have your fucking phone. Like a little girl, dude. Let's go. It's like, oh, okay. You know what he was doing? They gave me a code. My code name was Soft Taco. <laughs> I think Blaine Boyer came up with that one. Oh, boy, cool. Yeah. Soft taco. Yeah, uh, like soft taco, right? And uh, uh, anyway, I didn't know that he was texting them, like, a soft taco en route, you know, because I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. And they were doing it. I saw it all. <laughs> and I it didn't was, know what was going on. I don't know. I don't know. That's why he was on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I take off. And I get to the house, and I, I lived on uh, uh, Bear Path. Bear Path. Golf course in Minnesota. Yeah. And it was just me in the house. The kids were gone. Lisa was gone. I get to the house, get you know, my shorts on, my shirt. Man, I, I go and we have a surround system in there, right? Mm. I don't you know you know this guys. You just get to the house, get some water, get to the bed. Turn on the TV, kicking back <laughs> within five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I heard it the first time. I'm like, <laughs> nah, that ain't. Yeah, right. yeah. Now I and another one. <laughs> Shut off the TV. I'm like, again. 
I'm like, what the fuck? So I, my, I don't put my shoes. I get up. And You're sleeping naked. You put your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so I turn around. I go through the my doorway, right? And, I, and we have a basement. And I thought I heard something, man. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm literally like by the stairs, like look here, and it's dark. Next thing you know, I hear at my screen door, I might slide lead to the golf course. Uh-huh. So I'm on I'm on home like uh I think it was 17 or something. Uh-huh. Stark. Uh-huh. So I go to the thing nice and I look and literally, bro. <laughs> I don't know at the time, but it was Michael Tonkin. Six what what's Michael? Six six six. six, six. Tonk, yeah. I'm on I'm top. He's down and look, he has a, he has a flashlight like this, he's waving. <laughs> with this scary clown suit I go man my heart is just <laughs> I open up that thing I go yeah motherfucker 911 and he takes off whoa <laughs> holy shit I, I don't know I swear I didn't know who it was right <laughs> so I go back as I go I have to cross the front door to get to the room uh-huh. and I look out and they're all in the street standing there like this I go they all got on clown mask. All of them. No, no, no. Not just the mask. The whole fucking thing. So I put on my shoes. I put on my shoes. I swear I looked in the kitchen because we had knives there. They were gone. <laughs> they took your knives. They took my knife. I go, son of a bitch. So fuck it. I got my keys. Open the door. I go, come and get some, motherfuckers. <laughs> Whoa! Right? I get in my car. I go, I got security. How the fuck did they get in? Well, this is a gated community, yes. So I take off, right? And it's gone, quiet. And I'm looking through my mirror, and I I go, I don't see nothing. I go, you know what? What this shit, dude? What are you running for? What's security going to do? Backed up, made a Yui. As I'm coming back, they're all in the street. Now, mind you this. Blame Boyer. Had his little friend there that uh, Blaine took care of. He was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And he was also in a clown suit. Oh, man. Well, I see them all, bro, and I floored it. So you're in your car. I'm in my car. And you're trying I'm, to run down the guys well, in your bullpen. No, I did not know who it was. So I made a Yui. Mm-hmm. As I'm coming back, I see them all on the street. Punch that motherfucker. <laughs> Boom. And they just scatter, right? I said one. <laughs> Sixteen-year-old. Just... Literally, if he fell or any, <laughs> he would have been dead. He could have either went this way. He panicked. Yeah. What did TK say? Don't panic. Don't, Don't panic. panic. <laughs> nobody moves. Nobody panics. If he would have fell, I would have went. Went over. Well. He got so close. He got to the edge where I had to make a U. It can, I couldn't go any further. Yeah. yeah. There's a circle. He flies into the bushes, bro. <laughs> Vroom. I get out. Come out, you motherfucker. <laughs> Presley's in his truck. I didn't see the truck. Presley, come out. Eddie, it's us. He flips his, He's sweating bullets. He's sweating bullets. He's like, it's I go, you motherfuckers. Little man came out. Uh-huh. Took off his mask and went. 
<laughs> he threw up everywhere. You scared, scared the shit out of him. And then that was it, man. But they videotaped everything. They had cameras all in his house. Yeah. Yeah, they had cameras all oh, in yeah. his house. Damn. So it, it got around, right? Uh-huh. It got around. And you know me. The next day, I go, okay, you got me. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they loved it. They were on top of their game. <laughs> they showed it in the clubhouse. <laughs> Shut the lights off. It was, it was great. The production. It was, it was great. It was great. Next, you know, we got a road trip. We played extra innings against uh, Detroit. Uh, I mean, against uh, White Sox. We're going to Detroit that night. Uh, we don't leave until 1 o'clock in the morning. Well, you know how the, you know you put your bags on the truck. Mm-hmm. Give me these names. <laughs> <laughs> Lay them all out. Hot Rod, give me two. Just, I said, I'm going to get you. <laughs> don't you worry. I'm going to get you. He's like, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> I'm getting you. So I guess two cases of water and walk. Just pour them all in the clothes. So Close you open up, up every, every guy in a bullpen suitcase everyone. and wet all their clothes all of them. the first day of the road trip. All of them. That's pretty damn good. Actually. So I close it, put it back in the truck. We land in Detroit at 3 in the morning. Was it cold or? I, mean, uh, I wouldn't know, but when okay. we, we got to the bus, you know, we got probably, to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Cold. <clears throat> we got to the hotel. I was like, I think it's going to be a storm. <laughs> they were like, what's she saying? And you know how you wait in line to get your key? Wow, man. I, everybody, uh, stay dry. You throwing hints out there. Oh, yeah. They had no clue. They called me in my room, bro. <laughs> you motherfucker. I go, what are you talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> so anyway, that was that. That was a great story. Yeah. And then. Uh, that was pretty good. But- and then Hot got me. Got him in spring, spring training. training. I'm coaching. 17. I got to rent a truck. And who rents a truck in spring training? Like They gave it to me. Like, it wasn't like an F-150 or a Ram 150. It was like the smaller version of that. It was like a, I don't even, it was a Ford. Uh, who cares? It, was it, was, a, it wasn't a Ford 150. It was like a Ford 100. It, it like, worked. I don't know huh? what it was. It worked. <laughs> and it was red. It was maroon. And he had this truck. And I'm like. And Eddie always talking trash, talking trash, <laughs> talking trash. So he goes on the road. I go get sardines, oh, all man. type of sardines. <clears throat> Open up the can of sardines. I'll put them all in the truck. Dude, I could all up under the seat, all up under the mat. The back seat opened up. I had them in there. You know, I, I was dropping little them. sardine juice. Eddie, oh, my just, God. And it, you know how hot it they gets during the day. <laughs> well, the next day. Yeah. I'm like, Eddie, you think I can get a ride home? Eddie was like, yeah, I can get a ride home. He said, but I just got to tell you, man, my truck stinks. <laughs> I couldn't find it. He and said, I've been looking is, for it. The funny part is, we had a day off a couple of days, man. Every time I got in the car in the morning, stop. <laughs> I had to roll the window down. Man. I go, what's that fucking I'll smell? I put five cans of sardines in his car. Dude. Five cans of sardines. So we had a day off. We playing golf. Mm-hmm. I pick up Gino, mm-hmm. uh, um, Gene, Glenn. Gene Glenn. Pick him up. He gets in. He goes, "What is that smell?" I go, "Bro, I don't know." <laughs> finally, finally, I go, "Hot." I'm, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I still owe. I still owe. He got me good though. That was so good. I, they go on the road to play. So it's a night game, yeah. and me and Timmy, Tim Burke. Our uh, clubhouse guy yep. came with this idea. We're gonna get, we're gonna put glitter in Eddie's vents. 
when so when he gets in, we're gonna have the, the air turned completely up. We turn on windshield wipers, oh, everything, yeah. all the music on a hundred. So when he got in and he started the car, the oh. glitter was just gonna blow all in his it face. Did. So that was my plan. Timmy took it to a whole nother level because Timmy was like, let's videotape it. So Timmy <laughs> runs to the store, buys a GoPro camera, and sets it up on the car next to Eddie's car. So we got all this on video. We got it all on video. So Eddie comes back. It's like 1030, 11 yeah. o'clock at night. Gets in the car. You can see him turning. He's like, you see what he does? <laughs> you see all this glitter. It's dark when you see the glitter coming in his face. It. it was Hundred. priceless. So I put his car in four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. I put the truck in four-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. So Eddie gets out, and he's looking around. He think everybody's leaving. I'm going to fucking kill somebody. <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. How, how, how did he do this? Yeah, he was like, no, he was like, what the <laughs> I'm going. He thought somebody was going to run out like, we got you. He didn't see the camera on top of the car. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so he gets back in the car. You can good. see him turn the air down, turn the music down, and then he starts to turn. It's and, you know, it's, the, it's, it's making a noise. Uh-huh. He was like, and then he told us he drove slow all the way home. Yeah. He thought we did sometimes. car. The, the wheel's going to come off. <laughs> he got me, man. That was good, though. So I got we, out of the car, man. You can see it on film. You know what? Another great podcast, Eddie. We appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Great you know, to have we love you, you, Eddie G. We're here in, at the Win in Vegas. It's next couple of days for our charity Still Got Game. Still Got Game. Uh, we got a golf tournament. Tomorrow we got poker, poker tournament, tournament tonight. tonight. Um, I hope neither neither you guys win. Hopefully I win it. But you know, again, thank you. You know, just for being you. I always appreciate it, boys. Thank you for having me, and always good to help help family out. Though, no doubt. Thank you, my brother. Yep, great to you. have you. Yeah, and keep that thick skin. Hell yeah, we out. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Porn, Satan, drugs, therapy. It's not just the list of what I'm up to this weekend. I'm comedian Kiki Anderson, and those are just a handful of the taboo topics I've poked and prodded at so far on my podcast, Indecent, the show where we peel at the wallpaper of polite society. Each episode digs into the dark underbelly of our culture to dissect the things we aren't allowed to talk about around the dinner table, featuring conversations with comedians, activists, journalists, academics. They all help me figure out the who, what, and why behind what is and isn't acceptable behavior. Indecent with Kiki Anderson, where NSFW meets LMAO. Next Chapter Podcasts.